Hey there, my name is Erin Deal, and I'm a half-Southern, half-Midwestern mama, some call this voice a nasal twang, who took $5,000 to build and scale a one-of-a-kind experiential organization that improves the lives of corporate professionals through personal development, humanity, and humor. Along the way, I've built client relationships with some of the most notable companies in the country, all while attracting a rock star team of experts and hilarious facilitators. Sounds pretty awesome, right? Well, what I didn't tell you is that my resume also includes a long list of comedy shows I bombed, improv teams I didn't make, companies who told me no, and many a heartache when it came to becoming a mother. I want to show you the real deal of the grit, creativity, and determination it takes to overcome your disappointments, embrace the suck, and design the career you could only dream about. I believe we all have our own unique gifts that we bring to the world, and it is our mistakes that help to unwrap them. Welcome to Failed It. Hey, Failed It fam, it's Erin, and this episode is being released the day before Thanksgiving in 2020. And man, what a year! I mean, I hope you're ready to sit down to a good meal, you have a roof over your head, and a few loved ones around that you feel safe and healthy with. 2020 has just been a year of reflection. It's been the great pause, and I can truly say it's a year that I took stock of my life, my environment, and the company and team we have built here at Improve It. Man, six years ago, when Improve It started, it was 2014, and we had just been going so hard since then. By we, I mean, I'm going to speak for myself. Me, I've been going so hard, and I really did not take time to stop and reflect on what we created. I just kept plowing forward. And so 2020 to me is almost like I got through senior year of high school. I opened my yearbook and I'm now out of high school and I'm in the summer of my high school graduate year and I don't have a job. I guess I have a job right now, but here's the metaphor is, you know, I'm I'm taking this year and I've taken this year to really take a step back and just reflect on what we have built. I'm looking at the memes. I'm looking at the photos. And I'll say this, I had not done that before. And man, I did that when this world stopped in March. And now that it's November, I wanted to take stock of what 2020 has meant to me personally in terms of the fails that came my way And like everybody, I have the 2020 story. And if you're like me, perhaps this was the year that the universe challenged just how much you could truly handle. There was literally a moment in 2020 where I just shouted out loud, I can't take it anymore. Don't put it on my plate. Stop. So This got me thinking that you have probably had a lot of fails this year too, and it wouldn't be the Failed It podcast if we didn't take a minute and reflect 
and look at those fails as gifts. Remember that saying in improv, there are no mistakes, only gifts. So I've decided to course out my 2020 fails for you, Failed It Fam, just like you would a Thanksgiving meal. Now, warning, this episode may make you hungry, and it may also cause some self-reflection of your own. So only continue if you have an appetite for self-improvement. You see what I did there? Oh, man. So let's dive in. Let's roll up our sleeves. Let's get out our forks. I'm just going in on all the metaphors here. I'm going to start off with my 2020 appetizer because there was a pre-course to the main course, if you will, which an appetizer in my family, and as you should know, is, you know, I'm half Southern, I'm half Midwestern. I grew up mostly in the South and my parents are from the Southeast. So I now live in Charleston, South Carolina, but I also kind of grew up in this Southern environment. So an appetizer to us is like a large charcuterie tray, okay, with lots of meats and cheeses. And then we've got some deviled eggs because we're trying to class it up. But then it's like, no, we're going to deviled it up with some eggs. And then sausage balls, because those are a thing that I make as a pescatarian for my meat-eating family around the holidays. So it's an entire thing. Just I, If you want the sausage ball recipe, DM me. You will win at any family gathering. Just trust me on this one. So here was my 2020 appetizer, if you will. This was prior to COVID. So that's why I'm calling it the appetizer, the pre-meal. Man, in January of this year, my son had a really big health scare. He was in daycare. Um, He was about four and a half months, five months old, and he got hand, foot, and mouth. He got a cold, which led to a stomach virus, which led to about six weeks of him just being really sick. And, you know, us kind of picking him up from daycare, I would just dread the moment where my phone would ring and they would say, you got to come get him. And I felt so bad because, of course, I want to come get him, but I was just really struggling to be a mom who came back from maternity leave and a business owner at that moment. So long story short, he ended up having some what we thought were infantile spasms. And so he spent a couple nights in the hospital and got some testing done. And luckily, he does not have them. But that was January of 2020. So right before that happened, or I should say this, after that happened in January, we pulled him out of daycare because daycare clearly wasn't working for us and him. So we got a nanny. And that search in itself was quick. You know, we learned some things along the way. But in those fails, I mean, that that appetizer, I'm calling it the appetizer here because we're coursing out the fails, y'all. But that moment for me, prior to just even knowing what COVID was and and the shutdown was really, really hard from a mother's perspective. I, of course, wanted my son to be well. I was really nervous for him. I was struggling to just keep it all together. And man, it was a moment of truly being just grateful for his health and our normal health and I'll have to say through that failure, I really learned, and I'm calling it a failure because 
there's so many things I can learn from that. It wasn't like we put them in daycare. Oh, fail. You're a working mom. Fail. Absolutely not. It was, you know, we put him in daycare. We had a wonderful daycare, a wonderful school that we loved. We loved his teachers, but it didn't work, which at the time it felt like a failure, right? So in those moments, I really, really learned from that gift. And again, we say on stage, there are no mistakes, only gifts. And my my grateful moment, what I'm grateful for from this failure feast is the fact that he stayed healthy post that, that we then said, okay, let's keep him home. Let's get help. And then we want to see him grow. And, and because we were able to get a nanny, which we feel very privileged to do, and work from home now in this remote environment, I was able to see him grow until the six month or the 16 month little old man he is today. And he says, yeah, and no, no. And being able to just watch him crawl and walk and do all the things that I wouldn't have been able to do had he been in school, like I literally have a front row seat, has just been really magical. And, you know, in January, my appetizer failed of this failure feast. I had no clue what that meant. And it felt really hard at the time. And I know a lot of women listening to this can relate. As a mother, you want nothing more than for your child to be well. You also want to have your career and live your dreams and you want both of those things to happen simultaneously. And sometimes they can't happen at the same time. So that fail feast, my appetizer to the fail feast of him getting healthy, but also just really realizing in that moment how grateful I am for our typical health on the day-to-day was so special. And also the fact that he was then able to be at home and not be in school or in a daycare when COVID hit, which we'll get to the main course here in just a minute, was truly a very big miracle. And I think we had some people looking out for us there because, you know, we didn't have to pull him out of school. We didn't have to scramble for childcare. We had it at that time. So that's my appetizer. And I want you to think about this. What was your precursor to 2020. Was there anything that happened prior to this pandemic, which essentially was March, that you can look back on and say, man, that sucked in the moment. It was a fail, but I'm grateful now that it happened. What was your 2020 appetizer? Think about it. So take out your phone if you got your phone with you and you're listening to this podcast and jot it down. Put it in the notes section of your phone. I really want you to think about this because that is what this podcast is all about. It's looking at those fails as gifts. So I'm going to move on to my main course. And if y'all are ready for the turkey, the gravy, the mashed potatoes, the stuffing, the mac and cheese, the buttery biscuits, the green bean casserole, and for my fellow veg heads out there, some tofurkey or pescatarian, some salmon. That's a lot of food because it was a lot of failing. I want you to get ready for the feast. That is my failures. My main course. Well, friends, here it is. As you have probably been listening to this podcast, and if this is your first episode, please go back and just start on episode one, 
where you can really just hear the struggle that I felt as a leader going through COVID. But Improve It was an in-person business that had literally no virtual offerings except for a DIY e-learning course that is built in conjunction with our workshops. So those are something that we send post-workshop. They lived online. Not a lot of people buy them separately. That was the only thing. We had a five-year growth plan that we made in the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Business Program that we were scheduled to hit our growth goals for in 2020. We're on par to do. Completely ripped up. When COVID hit, we had so much travel booked for our teams, facilitators. We had so much momentum coming into this year. We then canceled all event travel, obviously. And basically, when the world finally reopens and I feel safe to travel again, I could go around the world with the amount of points and travel that we have saved on airlines right now. So that was hard because a lot of what we had was just canceled. Actually, everything we had was canceled. We had no revenue or sign of revenue coming in April. We could not get the paid protection loan on the first round because we bank with a large bank and the money went really quick. We could not get anyone to come to our one workshop that we created virtually. So we took every offering we have. We have 11 in-person offerings. We made one of them into a virtual, which now all 11 exist. But at the time, we just had one virtual, which was effective communication. And we reached out to almost every client that we'd ever worked with. And we said, please come see this virtual offering for free. No one would sign up. Or maybe we had, I will say this, we had a couple. After a second time, we tried it. We had a couple. We had two. But there wasn't a good line of sight that we were going to continue. We had never used any type of webinar platform. We had done maybe one webinar in our six years with um, an association. And I mean, we had zero content built for a webinar. And then we decided we have to become fluent with Zoom. We have to become Zoombies or Zoom zombies, as I like to say. And so we got really quickly to work figuring out how that worked. And luckily, we figured out Zoom breakout rooms. This podcast (laughs) was going to launch in April. I had recorded four episodes in February prior to the pandemic to kind of get a head start on everything. Those were just pushed back and or canned, if you will. And That was hard because that was work that had already been done. So that was very hard. I had never thought of myself as a person who shows up online either. Every relationship and almost every contact that we got was, some people would find us on Google, but find our website, not me, not Erin. And I would speak for a living. I'm very comfortable with that. But I was not really comfortable writing on LinkedIn. My Instagram was private. And it was literally just pictures of like my dog. Big deal. 
Okay. Middle initials are FN for those who care. And I had never made it public. And it was like, I wouldn't even allow people I didn't know to follow me that private. So cut to now I opened my social media up. I basically share with you what I'm eating for lunch. I don't do that, but I tell you a lot of information. I'm a failfluencer. So I'm just figuring it out as I go. I've got a ring light that I've named Molly Ringwald. And I talk to myself in a closet and every single day on camera on my Instagram stories. So I had to figure that out really quick. And then on top of this, I decided with my husband and son to visit my parents in South Carolina for the summer. We were sick of Chicago's winter and the cold and the city was just really hard to live in because it was really hard to just do anything because it was cold. You couldn't really go outside and we lived in a condo and did not have a lot of space. So we drove down to South Carolina to stay with my parents. And if you follow the podcast, you probably have heard this already, but We decided to stay for the summer, and my mom was going to take care of our son, Jackson. And she had a stroke, a very, a mini series of stroke that was equal to one very large stroke. And she was in the hospital for about a month this summer. And we didn't know what her normal or baseline would be. So, (laughs) failed it, fam. That's my main course. Hmm. I know you have a 2020 story. And I mean, I got a full plate here. And pun intended. Am I right? I mean, I spilled some tea on the table. And you know what? It feels good. It feels good. Hey, failed it fam. Want to hang out more? What's that you for? Okay. <laughs> Did I jump in too soon? Sorry about that. I mean... Okay, now my cheeks are pink. Okay, what I'm saying is, I like you. And if you like me, then let's talk more than just once a week. How about like daily or whenever you feel like opening that app? The app. Yeah, that app. IG, the gram. So on my Instagram handle, at Keeping It Real Deal, I give you a behind-the-scenes look at how episodes are made, and every week we do IG Lives with guests from the show. You can also follow at Learn to Improve It, that's Learn T-O, Improve It, for soft school training tips and tricks for you and your team on things like vision setting, taking creative risks, virtual communication tips, and more. Now, you can DM me directly on either of those handles to ask cues and to tell me what you want more of from this show. I literally read every single one, and it's where I hang out. So let's hang, y'all. So give at Keeping It Real Deal and at Learn to Improve to follow on the gram and give me a big fail yeah in the DMs when you do. I am so excited to hang and hear from you. Speaking of table, that's what this main course in failure was all about to me. This year was about finding improve its seat at the virtual table. I know that this platform that 
this podcast, that our virtual workshop offerings, that our offering Laugh Break brings to people at home and companies and organizations and teams will serve us now and will serve us down the road. It will serve the world forever. But as I was filling myself up with this full plate, I was just hitting some walls, y'all. I mean, it was like fail after fail after fail, like hit, hit, hit. And as I sit here now in November, again, this is going to air on Thanksgiving. So I'm recording this the week before Thanksgiving, just to give you an idea of our recording schedule. And man, it really has caused me to do some self-reflection. It's caused me to really reevaluate how improve it and myself serve people, sticking with that theme of food, serve, but truly serve. It's made me think about what it means to be too comfortable. And I don't want to sound like I had it all together before this. I was coming back from a maternity leave in January. I mean, I came back in October of 2019, but in January, I mean, we were just, I was getting my groove. I mean, I just stopped using Pamela Anderson, my breast pump. Like I, I name all my things in case you're wondering. So, you know, it was a tough time, but I had also really delegated a lot because of my maternity leave. So I was in a place where I wanted to be working on the business and not in the business. And I sort of had lost that creative mojo at that point. I'm not going to lie. I was like, okay, I was kind of like at the top watching all the things happen And I was facilitating, but I wasn't as creative as I am now. It made me really reevaluate how we bank, to be honest, and where and who we choose to partner with as it relates to the business functions we need as a small business to survive. It had me really evaluate my use and, and ease of learning technology I mean, we had to learn so much technology so fast. We had to learn Facebook Live, Zoom, Zoom Breakouts, Instagram, Instagram Live, Instagram Stories, Calendly, Eventbrite, so many sites. We started a work from home membership that was amazing. We had so many awesome people in this membership. And we eventually decided it wasn't the right fit for us anymore in this digital space. But it was such an amazing time. But all of that, Those technology sites I just listed, we had to learn in basically a month and a half. And then we had to really learn how to create, edit, pitch guests, and promote a podcast. That was going to happen anyway, but it's so different in this virtual world because it, it just feels people's time is more valuable. So to ask somebody to come on and be a guest and give up their time is hard. We really had to learn what you, our failed at family and our improve it family needed and realize who you are. So I know you, I now know you, but it took me a minute. It took me a minute and it took me a minute to really realize how to best serve you. And we had to evaluate our strengths and what we can bring to the table when the world stopped and everything we had as a business halted, we said, what can we bring to the table? And it was laughter and it was levity and it was positivity. And we had to figure out how to use that in this year. 
we had to take that same mentality and say, okay, well, what does the world need? And obviously we had soft skill training workshops that were successful. How can we bring those online? But we also created Laugh Break, which is short form virtual improv for your Zoom meeting. So we essentially crash your Zooms and show up and use the chat function to create laughter and use that for suggestions to create improv scenes. And that has been the joy, selfishly, of my life is getting to play and see our facilitators and then watch people smile because people are on camera. Watch teams turn from like another Zoom to, oh my gosh, I'm going to smile today. That was crazy. What I really saw in this reflection of my main course was just the time I got with my family at their table, at our table. So the time that my mom was healthy when we came down to South Carolina in May before she had her stroke, she was watching Jackson and it just showed me how important it is to have family close by. It showed me why sitting at the dinner table, the literal dinner table with your family is so important and why we need to slow down and embrace those moments and why things like grass and yards and outdoor space really mattered to me. It also showed me like, I feel like I could cry, but it just showed me that I could never and should never take a day for granted with my family. And it showed me, I'm going to cry filled it, fam. This is getting real. I'm sitting in a closet crying, talking to you by myself. But it's so true. It just, it, it showed me that my mom is my best friend. And even though sometimes we nag at each other, that there's so much love there. And I really need her in my life. And it showed me that health is truly the greatest form of wealth. And even if I really want to hang out indoors with people without wearing a mask, it is not worth it right now because my family is my greatest and my most prized possession and truly without them and their health, I would be so lonely on this earth. So, man, got emotional and that's okay. That's what we do here. But this main course was a crash course, if you will, in learning from my failures this year. And it really turns out that I learned so much. I want to ask you, Failed It Fam, what is the main course for you in 2020? What fails happened for you that really, really sucked in the moment, but as you can look back now, turned out to be some of the greatest lessons. Perhaps you're still going through it and it's too hard to evaluate right now, but somewhere in that main course is a gift. And that's the giving part of Thanksgiving. Failure is the gift that keeps on giving. Let's give thanks to it, am I right? So what did those fails give you? Perhaps it made you realize that you are stronger than you think. You are smarter than you know you are, and you are wiser than you feel. So think about it. Take out your phone, write down your main course for 2020, 
And as you go into your Thanksgiving meal, you're either, you're either listening to this the day before Thanksgiving or sometime later. So I really want you to think about how you can be thankful for some of the curveballs that life has thrown your way in 2020 specifically. All right. Wouldn't be a Thanksgiving meal without some dessert. So here's the cake, the icing on the cake, the fruit on top of the icing, and here's your lemon bars, your pecan, not pecan, as we say in the South, pie, your sweet potato pie with whipped cream, your brownie a la mode, and the proof in the stinking pudding that all of this was supposed to happen. And I'm going to talk about myself specifically, but because of the appetizer and the main course in my failure buffet, myself and family were able to move to our dream location. And if you haven't listened to episode 23 of this podcast, why I moved to my dream location and why you should too, please give it a gander. Um, it is truly crazy. I'm sitting here recording this podcast in my new podcasting closet and I'm doing air quotes. And that's really that I made a closet, um, into a very, very tiny, (laughs) tiny recording studio and still working on that audio y'all. So you know that that's a fail in progress. All right. Failures. Am I right? So it's been about 70 ish degrees here. And literally I can't even believe it's November. You've seen family, we've connected with old friends, and our neighbors have turned out to be some of the most incredible people and new friends. Jackson has actual grass to play in. We did not have that in Chicago. I'm not even kidding. When COVID hit, we did not have a grass to our name, like a patch of grass. Imagine that. And we have a park in our backyard. We have an ocean that is his forever playground. And all of this to say, the dessert is we sold a condo and purchased a home in Charleston. We moved across the country and we drove from Chicago to South Carolina five times in five months with a toddler. And that's 12 hours each way, all while in the middle of a global pandemic. In this dessert, there were fails and there were tales of, again, selling that condo in the middle of a pandemic, living with my parents for four months, which meant my husband lived with his in-laws for four months. All you husbands out there, oh, bless up. That was a task. Love you, mom and dad. I'm saying that for my mom. My dad does not listen to this podcast, but thank you, mom. Another fail was we didn't have childcare for three months. So We had a musical baby situation with myself, John, and my dad. And then we were always constantly concerned about my mom's health, making sure everyone was socially distant enough and not allowing people around her because she was so vulnerable. We were tasked with finding a new place to live and purchasing said place to live and packing and moving into new said place to live and then running a business while doing all of those things. And I want to say this. I know I am very privileged to have this opportunity to move to this dream location. So let me start off with that. Privileged. Without the support of John's job, 
and the main course and my failure buffet, we would have never had this opportunity. My main course meaning the fact that Improve It is now virtual. And I also want to be clear that in this dessert, the running the business part has not taken a back seat. And I also want to be clear for any leader, business owner, a person listening, Improve It is surviving this pandemic. We are not thriving. To go from a completely in-person business to a completely virtual business takes time. And it's almost as if we're starting over, but we have a cookbook now, right? Like we, when we started the company, we had to make the ingredients. Now we have a cookbook, but we got to cook the things. And we helped build, enhance, and sustain cultures. But a lot of the, com- the companies we work with and organizations are in that same boat. They're just trying to get on the other side of this and survive too. So I'm going to give some real stats. We have gone from a hopeful 25% growth in 2020 to a new goal of breaking even. And I'm putting that out there for anybody in this failed it family who sees me showing up on Instagram or LinkedIn or on this podcast, like I'm having my cake and I'm eating it too, because your girl is figuring out how to eat the cake still. That was a metaphor that went south, but you know where I'm coming from. (laughs) It's easy for me to turn on my my ring light, Molly Ringwald, and give you some tips and some tricks to help your teams, right? That's easy. And it's easy for me to turn on this microphone and provide you with tips on failure and let you hear from successful people and how they've overcome it. But what's not easy is convincing a CFO of another company to invest in soft skill training when he or she is trying to also survive this pandemic. What's not easy is letting go of a fantastic employee whose market and job was built on business development and that market was not biting and did not have an appetite for our workshops virtually. What's not easy is thinking about the people who count on you for their livelihood and trust in you to show up every single day and give 110% of your energy when all you want to do is eat pie and lay in bed and watch Shit's Creek. That's not easy. So I am so grateful. Here's my grateful part of this feast. I mean, I say all this to give you the backstory. And I, I think a lot of times my positive attitude, which I know is there, can be construed as if I don't know what's going on right? Like I don't see what's happening and what has happened beyond this business. And I will tell you, it's really hard on a day-to-day basis. So I'm grateful for the tools that help me with my mental health, like morning routines. Please go back to episode 10. No more morning fails on how to rock your AMs because this is a full crash course and a morning routine. It includes things like exercise, meditation, journaling. I'm so grateful for the ocean and for grass and for places I can go 
to unplug from being a zombie because I sit on Zoom all day, Zoom zombie, and unwind. I'm I'm so grateful for a team and for our clients and for failed it and the improve it family who believe in what we do so much that they keep showing up and keep supporting us through all of it. And I'm grateful for online mentors like Gabby Bernstein, who helps me with my spiritual side. I'm grateful for coffee and for wine. Oh, that's how I start and end the day, y'all. I'm grateful to you for listening to this podcast, for sharing it with your friends, and for giving us and me the opportunity to serve you in this way. My hope is that this dessert allows me to be in my most restorative place, allows me to have access to family and friends, and it's a great place for people to come visit when the world reopens and just a different change of pace for myself and family will help us continue to keep serving you with great content. You'll get the appetizers, the meat, the potatoes, and the greatest desserts served with class, sass, and a no BS pass to help you improve your it, whatever your it may be. So failed it, fam, all of that to say, I want you to think about yourself here. What are you grateful for in 2020? What is your dessert or the icing on your cake of your fails? I'm hoping that you can look at 2020 and say, even though it took a while to bake, I found something pretty sweet. My hope in sharing this failure feast with you today is that you have an appetite to reflect on yours. Get out a plate and serve yourself some reflection. And for some of you, your plate may have some fails that are going to still be on that plate in 2021. How can you take some of that stuff off of your plate? How can you reframe? what's on your plate in 2021 and look at it differently. And just a quick reminder, we all have things on our plate. It's how we look at that food and how we allow it to nourish us. That is completely up to us. That is our choice. And if you feel those fails start to pile on, I want to encourage you to look at them as gifts. Give thanks to them because I promise you they will serve you at your next meal. Woo-wee! Y'all, we got deep today. So, failed at family. That concludes my failure feast. I hope you have a safe, healthy, and carb-filled Thanksgiving where you eat all the foods Drink all the wines and just reflect on how truly lucky you are. I'm so lucky to have you a part of this family. And I'm so grateful for you tuning in each week. Happy Thanksgiving, friends. And a big fail yeah to you and yours. Cheers. 
Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to Failed It. I'm so happy you're along for the ride. And if you enjoyed today's show, head on over to iTunes to rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every Wednesday. I'll see you next week, but want to leave you with this thought. What will you fail at today and how will that help your future successful self? Think about it. I'm proud of you and you are totally failing it. See you next time. 